Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Faith Hakesley was born and raised in Massachusetts, where she graduated from the University of Massachusetts, Lowell, in 2008 with a B.S. in criminal justice. Following graduation, she worked in the psychology field until the birth of her first child. Over the course of her life, she has overcome many traumas, including rape by a Catholic priest, the death of her brother, and she has lived through cancer as well as a serious heart condition. In 2008, Faith was one of the five victims of clerical abuse from the Archdiocese of Boston to meet privately with Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI during his trip to Washington, D.C. Their meeting awoke in her heart the yearning to reach out to others suffering from trauma, particularly sexual abuse. Since then, she has been passionate about sharing her personal story of faith and healing in order to offer hope, healing, and peace to those who are suffering. Faith wants to break the stigmas associated with the trauma and encourage others to find hope through their faith. She's been interviewed on CNN with Campbell Brown and Anderson Cooper, Face the Nation, Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomeo, Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta, EWTN News Nightly with Lauren Ashburn, Emmanuel Radio with Cindy Dorsey, WJR with Mary Osborne, and Catholic TV's This is the Day with Bishop Robert Reed. And she, Faith and her husband live in Massachusetts with their husband. And you can learn more about her work and her blog, Faith Restored, by visiting www.faithhakesley.com. Faith, how are you doing today? Very well. How are you? Thank you for having me. Well, it's my pleasure to have you on. And my apologies. I think I got way too caffeinated this morning, so that's probably why I messed up. So <laughs> That's okay. Can I, can I have a second? I'm actually going to shut this fan off because it might be... Um, sure. I'm just realizing that there's... Okay. Sorry about that. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> okay. It's all right. So your book, Glimmers of Grace, it's hard to believe it was released almost one year ago. So August 24th will be one year. So congratulations on that. But what made you write it? And I guess why was last August the right time to get it out into the public? Well, August wasn't my decision. That was our Sunday visitor's decision. But I had been writing off and on for years, just about my story not, I wasn't writing with any particular direction. It was just, I felt that there was something, a message of hope that I needed to get out to other people. And when the uh, grand jury report was released in Pennsylvania, I think, was that 2018? Now I think that was 2018. Right. Uh, I reached out to Teresa Tomio, 
uh, from EWTN. And uh, she interviewed me. Uh, and she was the one that when I told her that I was had been writing, she told me, you have to write a book. You, you have to. And she put me in touch with, you know, some people to talk to so I could kind of figure out what direction to go in. And Glimmers of Grace uh, was was born. Not, it was nothing I ever expected. It kind of came on suddenly. I really wasn't expecting to be a mother of three at the time and homeschooling and doing everything that I was doing and also have uh, find the time to, to write a book. But um, tremendous blessing. And it was really because of learning about what had happened in Pennsylvania. And I just had this inner... Uh, desire to reach out to others and to bring the same hope to them that I have experienced over the years. Definitely reading the book, I could definitely see how it would bring a lot of hope to people. And I, I've seen a lot of the comments online and on Amazon. So great work on the book. Absolutely great work. So how would you describe what a glimmer of grace is? I mean, not the book, but maybe the moment. <laughs> right. So it was something that actually came about, was inspired by my mother. Um, I was in high school. This was my senior year. My family had just kind of been through the ringer between losing my brother and then me coming forward with my story. And I was feeling pretty hopeless. And then uh, my mom said to me one day, you know, you got to keep your chin up, just uh, trust in God, which I was having a really hard time doing. And she said, you've got to look out for his, his glimmers of grace, those little moments, those little miracles that he sends to you only for you, something that to someone else might not be a big deal. Um, but that for you, just, you just say, thank you, God. Okay. That that wouldn't have happened if, but for the grace of God. So um, my first experience with that, it's, it's mentioned in the back on the back cover of the, of the book, when I was preparing to go in and testify and feeling very alone, very frightened, I was just asking God, okay, just please show me that, show me that you're there, show me that you're with me. And right as I was about to go in, the court guard gave me a, a, a he put something in my hand and I looked down and it was a little Tootsie Roll. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Like, what am I gonna do with the Tootsie Roll? I'm going to, I'm going to testify here. Right. Um, but for me, that was uh, all, suddenly I heard the, I think it's the uh, gospel of Matthew, of faith the size of a mustard seed. And I thought, okay, in this case, I need to have a, a faith the size of a Tootsie Roll and it's, it's going to be okay. And so for that three hours on the, the stand in which I was um, being cross-examined, I just held on to that Tootsie Roll and a pair of rosaries in my pocket. So after that, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe there's something to this, uh, to, what, to what my mom said. So it's something that I've always tried to keep in mind to just keep my eyes open for just listening for God, just watching for his God um, and his presence in my life. Great. That's, that's amazing. And how would you describe that to someone who maybe who's maybe having no, that who's struggling to see God in those everyday moments? Do you have any advice, any advice for them? I think the biggest thing you can do is keep praying. That, that's always what I tell everybody. Just no matter how dark things feel, even if you don't feel God in that time, just keep praying. He is there with you. And I always recommend uh, just trying to end and even begin your day with gratitude, thinking about even those smallest things that you are grateful for. Even it's even if it's as simple as I woke up today. Thank you, God. I'm breathing. Thank you, God. 
Um, and then over time, I think it slowly, you know, when, when you're living your life, um, paying attention to those little graces in your life, I think slowly you're able to kind of open your eyes up to those, those glimmers of grace. And it can be anything. It could be uh, something you see online, uh, you know, or something, you know, a, a hug from a child, a beautiful sunset, you know, anything like that, as cheesy as it sounds, maybe that's just what you needed in that moment. And that's God talking to you. Great. Also in your book, you encourage people to come forward about their experiences, but also you're very plain and saying that not everyone may be ready. Um, what are some ways people can prepare, prepare themselves to come forward? One pray. Uh, and then the second thing I always suggest, um, try to find at least one person who you feel you can trust it, whether it's uh, a spiritual advisor, a, a counselor, a therapist, a family member, a close friend. If there's at least one person that you can try to reach out to first, I find that after that, it makes coming forward uh, a lot easier. Um, but definitely, you know, do your research, uh, read my book. I think that that, that I think that that's a good starting point for someone who's just not quite sure what they're ready for. They're not even maybe quite sure where they're at in their, you know, in the healing process. So I think readings, a gentle approach to healing can be a very beneficial and give you the, the courage you need that little oomph, you know, uh, to, to be able to come forward. Definitely. Now, you give a lot of tips in the book, but what was, what was the process of writing your book? Like, I can honestly say it was one of the toughest experiences of my life. I've had a lot of uh, trauma as you were reading the beginning of my description, I'm going, yep, that happened, that happened. <laughs> but uh, writing the book in and of itself was, was a kind of a traumatic experience. Um, I, almost, I almost died when I was writing it. Uh, my, my heart, I have a heart condition and it, um, I had an episode and my ICD fired, which saved my life, praise God. Um, but between that, some deaths, uh, deaths in my family and uh, just feeling a tremendous amount of spiritual turmoil that I hadn't felt in a long time. Uh, it was a very difficult process to write, very healing, but very difficult. And a very close priest friend of, of ours had reminded me, you know, when things are getting really hard and you feel that the devil is just attacking you nonstop, which was definitely happened, happening right. during the he said, that's a pretty good indication that you're doing exactly what the devil doesn't want you to do. So keep doing it. And I did. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I did, but I almost, I almost quit a few times. Um, but I would say that um, the interesting thing, you know, I always say that no matter what kind of a bad situation you're in, God, you know, God will find something good to do with it. If, you know, if you allow him to, you may not always see it, but I think, I think he will. And every, just, with all the chaos and the turmoil that was going on during that time, it put me in the shoes of something, someone who is going through a trauma, which is probably someone who's going to be picking up my book in the first place. So as I was writing for other people, I was going, I was going, it, made, it wasn't sexual abuse, of course, but it was, I was going right through the, the process that I kind of outlined in the book. I was going right through it with the readers. Um, so hopefully that comes through in the writing and hopefully people are, you know, encouraged by that. What, what do you hope readers take away from the book? 
you know, before the last thing that Pope Benedict said, the uh, 16th said to me before our meeting ended in Washington, this was back in 2008, he said, there is always hope. And that is the message that I've always tried to get across to my followers, to readers, just to anyone who talks to me about their experiences. It doesn't have to be clerical abuse, just any kind of trauma. Just uh, there's always hope and your faith can is plays such a vital role in your healing. And if you um, just hold on to your faith and you trust in God, you know, as, as best as you can, I know it's not easy, there will be hope. So with faith, there is always hope. And th that's, that's the message I try to, uh, I try to share with people on as, as often as I can. I think you do a great job with it. <laughs> what feedback have you received from readers? I think the biggest thing I've heard is that uh, people have appreciated that my book is a gentle approach to healing and that it is very healing. Um, I've read quite a few books uh, over the years and some of them feel very pushy, very do this, do this, do this. When I was writing, I really wanted to put so much has been taken away from someone who has been sexually abused or gone through any kind of trauma. You've had a lot of control taken away from you. And I wanted to do my best to put the control back into the hands of the reader and help them feel like you are capable of making these decisions for yourself. So even though I offer suggestions, things that you might find helpful, I never wanted to come across as, well, you have to do this, you have to do that. There's a lot of advice thrown at us on a daily basis. And I think it's just important to, okay, I'm gonna try this, this might work for me, it might not work for you. Um, absolutely, absolutely. So. Is there any stories that you received over the past year that have maybe touched you in a way that you didn't realize when you were writing the book? I think I've been very touched when people, uh, you know, will send me a, a, an occasional message and just say, I didn't realize that I needed your book. I picked it up. Oh. I read it just thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to try it out. And then they realize, oh, wow, this was a lot more powerful than I really, that I, that I even expected. So hearing stories like that always, always touch me. And just hearing about those people who uh, just didn't know where to turn. They picked up Glimmers of Grace. They read it. They, you know, they, they worked through it. And that was kind of their, uh, you know, the, uh, their starting point to be able to go and get the help they needed and really start to process and work through whatever trauma that they've been through, especially sexually, sexual abuse. Great. So it's laid out in, devo in a devotional format and you have questions and prayers at the end of every chapter. What was the process like coming up with those questions? Um, obviously the devil's working on you at this time, but um, what was that process like? I prayed and I prayed and I prayed some more and I had a lot of people praying for me. God bless my, my parents in particular. Um, I would just, I, I, I had my, I would keep a piece of a pad of paper with me at all times and my, and my phone. And every time just something would come to mind, I would write it down. And I just, I prayed a lot of, uh, I think it's called the Holy Spirit Novena and the surrender note to Novena. I basically said those nonstop the entire time. And every time I would sit down to write, I would just pray for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to come over me. And um, I, I was, my prayer was always, Mother Teresa, I think, 
I think it was Mother Teresa who once said, you know, God, I'm your pencil or something like that. Well, I was praying to God, okay, I'm going to, you, I've got my hands on the laptop. You just speak to me and I'll write. Uh, But it wasn't without, yeah, it was was a lot of prayer, a lot of um, talking to uh, some very good holy priests to try to get counseling to, okay, am I on the right track? Um, Should I keep doing this? Is this really what God wants me to do? Uh, so, yeah, I, I credit the Holy Spirit, though, too. Uh, any of the questions that I came up, because honestly, going into it, when our Sunday visitor suggested a devotional type format based on what I had already written, I thought, oh, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that, because it felt like it, it's easier to just write down your story. Well, here's what happened. Uh, this happened to me, and then and then we did this, and this is how I dealt with that. That was far easier than really having to dig deep into the spiritual uh, process and the journey that I have been through there. It was all the more painful and all the more difficult because, again, the devil doesn't like that part of things because the last thing he wants is for people to come back to God. He wants to push them further right. away from them. So thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> So where can our listeners uh, pick up your, where can they pick up your book? If you go to my website, I do have a book page. So faithhakesy.com slash books. There's a link to Amazon. There's also a link to our Sunday visitor. I've seen it available at some other retailers, but those are the two I always recommend. Okay. And Faith, before I let you go for the day, and again, I thank you for your time. For anyone out there who's listening that is maybe struggling with some type of trauma, do you have any words of wisdom for them besides getting your book of course? Of course. <laughs> I think exactly what Pope Benedict XVI said to me is there's always hope. If you hold on to hope, you're going to be okay. Right. And again, the website, faithhakesley.com and check out the notes in the description. Check out the book. It's a very, it's a fantastic book. I was really moved by it. Faith, and I thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. God bless you. You too. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga or any of the other 400 plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschool schooling family is available for you.